Now let's go to the hotline and talk to a guy that we talk to every week, several times. You can hear him, by the way, on this show on Mondays and on Fridays, and also at least once, maybe twice, maybe three times, you never know, on our pop-up shows on the Late Night Dilly Dilly on our Facebook live shows with Brendan Martin and others. That would be my friend Franz Beard from FightingGators.com, who I know is happy about the prediction he made that the Gators would go to Lexington and beat Kentucky. Congratulations, Franz. You got it right. Well, uh, Florida made it a game about the guards, and and that's the game they could win. Uh, Kentucky tried to make it a game about their big guys, but they didn't have the guards that could help the big guys. That's why Florida won the ball game. And is there any question after this ball game that the MVP of the Southeastern Conference is Chris Chioza? Well, I, I will say this about Chioza. Now, I don't want to be Mr. Homer here, but not only does he feel like the MVP, he's going to go down as one of my 10 favorite Gator basketball players of all time. I just love the way he plays. And now, friends, am I wrong about this? Looking back, when he wasn't starting coming off the bench several years ago, really, if you look at it, he was the guy who made this team go even then. In addition to his ability to score the ball, take the ball to the hole, play tenacious defense, and make steals, he really was the heart and soul of this team. And he is the heart and soul, as he proved once again. This guy has had a lot of shining moments. This is a subtle one for him to get his first win at Kentucky. But, you know, you can pick one you want. You can take the shot at Madison Square Garden. You can take the steal at, uh, at Missouri. Even the way he uh, got the ball left uh, with two and a half seconds on Saturday night, this guy's something special. And, yes, I think he is the MVP of the league. Well, you had to know with two and a half seconds left, you just had to have a feeling that, Somehow or another, he was going to be involved some way in that last play, and Kavarius Hayes gets a hand on the ball, and Chi-Chi just takes it away from, from him and has the presence to shove the ball up the court before anyone can foul him. Right. And in the game, I mean, that was as heads up as anything we'll ever see. Is Not only does he get the ball in his hands for the steal, but he gets rid of it before anyone can foul him. I mean, wow. That is just, you know, talk about basketball IQ that is off the chart. That is off the chart. Interesting interview with him. Uh, Jay Bellison did his walk the court thing, talking about his background. He played all sports. Uh, he was uh, obviously he was a shortstop, and he, was, uh, he, he also uh, played football. I don't know if he's defensive back or not, but I know Steve Spurrier made a comment. He'd be a terrific DB with the anticipation, and they asked him, Billis asked him his favorite sport. He said base, he was best at baseball at shortstop. So, uh, my gosh, uh, didn't uh, I think he, he's a gifted kid. I like his attitude. I like his heart. It's just, and you mentioned it, it's fun to watch Chris Chioza play basketball. Oh, he makes the game, he makes the game enjoyable for everybody. I think his teammates rally around him because when he's out there, they're having fun, too. And that's quite frankly, he ratchets up the intensity of every single player on the floor for the Gators. And when it gets crunch time, and that's when he really kicks it into another gear, he takes the team with him. And, wow, you know, we've seen some athletes uh, over the years that could do that. Spurrier could do that back in the day 
Wilbur Marshall could do that back in the day. Danny could do that back in the way. Tebow could do that back in the way. Uh, in basketball, Noah could do that because when Noah got really passionate about the game, everybody got better for the Gators. And this is a guy that has that same ability. He makes the game better for everybody. Well, what do you know? Gators got a call in Rupp Arena, and they're still complaining, and they'll be bitching about this for a long time up in bluegrass country. Let me read you what uh, John Clay said, the election and her leader, who's a very, very solid writer. I, I will say that about him. But he says, first of all, yes, it did appear that Florida fouled UK's P.J. Washington, the next-to-last player of the game, when he was all but mugged by Florida's Keith Stone in the final seconds to get a no-call. Everybody saw it, said Calipari. So the officials swallowed their whistle, much like they did at the end of UK's 74-73 win over Texas A&M when Aggies coach Billy Kennedy thought his player got mugged on the final play of the game. So uh, I guess it was one of those, depending on where you sit, if you're a Kentucky fan, you thought it was a foul. If you're a Gator fan, you're thinking it didn't. Uh, what do you think? What's your take on it? I saw two hands on the ball, and I saw a Kentucky guy taking the ball up into the hands of the Florida player that had his had his position established. The officials were generous in making it a no call. They could have called an offensive foul because Washington stuck his chest into Stone's chest. Could have. Didn't. They made the right call and, and swallow in their whistles. All right, so I know you watched some of the championship games over the weekend, especially the Jaguars. Uh I, my comment earlier was, if I'm a Jaguar fan, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling good about, good about my team. Uh, my team went up to a tough place, the, the Snake Pit in G- Gillette Stadium, played against the greatest quarterback, greatest coach of all time, took him right to the mat to, with three minutes to go, required a great play by a great player, the past Amendola, who made the, one of the plays of the year to beat you. And you come back, you fire away, and – Maybe if Gilmore doesn't make that great defensive play, things could be different. But, you know, those little tiny nuances like that, they're not luck. They're it's coaching. You put guys in places to make plays, and they had a little bit better deal there going for them. I'm a, If I'm a Jaguar fan, I'm thrilled. How about you? Oh, I definitely think the, the best is ahead for the Jaguars. And if I'm Steve Spurrier, I'm feeling pretty good about my boy uh, Stephon Gilmore making that play. Uh, yeah. cause he's a he's a gamecock. I know. And uh, over on the in the Alshon second game, Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey. But of course, we have a couple Gators in that game too. Yeah. And Trey Burton. Yeah. And uh, also Jalen Watkins. Uh, right. Caleb Sturgis would be there if he hadn't gotten injured. Mm-hmm. And Mike Gillisley still make that roster for New England. So, uh, good day to be Gators. Uh, but the Jaguars, the future is bright for the Jaguars. They're young. Uh, that defense is really, really aggressive. It's going to get better. Um, the pickup of Marcel Derrick, I think, was the bit was as big a pickup in the off season as anybody made in all of the NFL this past year because he's the guy big, that big he's time. that guy that can cover. He, he can take the center on head on and cover the gap on either side of the center. You got a guy like that as Urban as Urban Meyer has told us as. Will Muschamp is a pretty good defensive uh, coach and all this. Bob Stoops has told us when you get that guy that covers the center and the gap on either side, 
you got the makings of a gr- good but a great team. Right, yeah, Dante Fowler, coming on, Dante Fowler coming on the edge and also Laurentian McCray on special teams. France, we are out of t- time, my friend. Good talking to you. We'll catch you up on the late night Daily Daily later this week, okay? Absolutely. Take care, buddy. FranceBeard, FightingGators.com joining us on the program once again.